Do you want a little help? Don't worry about me. Fighting that little beast made me start thinking about the animals I left behind on the island, and so I let my guard down. Now to fight like I mean it. All right. What's going on with your boy SKIP.88 here from Blurred over here to bring you a very special interview with a very special guest in the building. As y'all see at below, y'all see him right there. He's an author. He's a writer. He's a creator. He's a movie actor. Everybody, we're going to let this brother right here introduce himself the way he want to be introduced. And we're going to head take it away. Good sir, it's all you. Let the people know who you are. You, you on cocaine over there? What's with all the fast talking? Respectfully. That's, that's, that's my niche, but... Uh, okay. I mean, you just got a lot of energy, Skip, and I'm just not sure if I, you know, I just want to make sure that what I'm walking into is a sober interview. It's, you know, I'm not here to attack you. Okay. It's, it's completely sober. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the hour special is Imperfect Messenger. It is streaming right now on ComedyCentral.com and the Comedy Central app. And in three days, you can do it for free without a cable subscription. So how you been, man? I've been pretty good, man. I've been pretty good. How about yourself? What's been going on with you? Um, I, I've been all right, man. You know, just slowly, you know, trying to. I'm I'm relaxing now on the other side of the special, so I haven't really been getting up and getting on stage at all. So I've been enjoying that, but that's it, man. Just a a Fox script we got to get done, an NBC script we got to get done this month. So once I'm on the other side of that. But then it'll be the holidays, and then I can chill. I'm sorry, man. When I don't do IG lives often, and when I do, I'm always in the comments and looking and talking to folks. Yeah, I, I, I completely <laughs> understand. That's what it's made for. I ain't mad at that, and man. Thank you. So, <laughs> man, my man over here doing big things, so I can't even be mad at that. So I'm just—it's just an honor just to have you on. So I'm saying I'm gonna ask, and if you say no, hey, I tried. So, and this thing, you know, look, look at it, look at God. Won't he do it? Ah, yes, well, you from the crib, man. You can't tell nobody from the crib, no. That's- <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. Birmingham is Birmingham. That's a whole different. That's a whole different set of rules. Yeah, now no. <laughs> you know different protocol. Right now, if I was from Bessemer, you'd be like, "Nah, I can't accept that one." I'm sorry. Yeah, nah. Possibly, possibly not. <laughs> 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 oh man! So thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. So I'm gonna ask this question that people love me to ask to the people I interview. I'm not gonna fail them. So I'm gonna ask you the same thing. So, Mr. Roy, what? Can I call you Mr. What? What do you want me to call you? Oh, you know, I'm from Fish. You know, man, from just don't put an S on my name. That's all I ask. Don't call me Roy Wood. That's all I ask. <laughs> all right. You can call whatever the fuck you. I'll answer the Martin Luther King. Folks can call me that too. <laughs> okay, Mr. Roy. I, I can't. I think I'm gonna be able to complete this interview, everybody. But we're gonna try. So, my first question is gonna be to you. What makes you a blur? Oh, I didn't know I had to be a blurred, you know. I'm for me, if I had to pick something, I'm a Sudoku guy. Like I know a lot of nerd cultures wrapped up in comic books and all of that, but you know, the only thing I'm really deep in growing up was video game magazines, Nintendo Power, Game Pro, Electronic Game Electronic Gaming Monthly, before they called it EGM, before all of that shit. Um, you know, I'm a video game guy, so if there's anything for me to blurt out on, is that like literally while we was like sitting here, like going back and forth and figuring out all this shit, I've literally been sitting here playing Mario Kart 
<laughs> on the damn switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here looking up. Yeah. <laughs> nope, still ain't working. All right, well, we keep on playing with shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, good. So I would say for me, you know, I'm a gamer, man. I'm a video game guy. I don't play as often as I'd like to just because of work obligations. But right. at the end of the day, that's where I align myself. I can't name you shit about no comic book characters. Don't ask me. Okay. I'm the movie maker. I am the 80% of people who watch comic book movies and ain't read the comic book. And y'all get mad at us because we liked it, but it wasn't true to page 43. And on page 43, they didn't even put that in the... I'm sure it was important, but I still enjoyed the film. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, so I'm that person. Hey, hey you know, nobody's perfect, yeah. and and that's the thing. So you know that hey, that's a good definition of you know what makes you a blur. I can't be mad the, at that. Uh, the only thing that I have read, I got into the Walking Dead graphic novels, but I like mm. the Walking Dead graphic novels because they're very true and very. So I understand the anger. Okay. Because the graphic novel, the TV show, <laughs> it's the same problem Game of Thrones had. They caught up to the source material. Mm-hmm. And so then you're trusting TV writers to make decisions that literary writers may not have made with the characters. Right. And so then the two worlds started to split. And the graphic, the Walking Dead graphic novels are just fucking amazing. And like, it's, it's I, like I have to hide the books now because my boy is old enough to understand monsters. And he can like literally read. Okay. So, you know, you pull up the wrong page and this is zombies getting a Michonne sword through the head. You can't learn. You can't, you're right. But hey. yeah, but that's probably the only thing I I really read right now is Walking Dead. But you know, I'm more of a video game person. Okay, okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, follow up with that next question: What do you think, and how do you feel about the word and term "blurred"? I don't think I'm of that culture enough to have an opinion on it. Like everybody that I know who uses it calls themselves blurred. I've never heard it as a slur or some sort of euphoric, <laughs> you know, nerd. Like, I was in gifted classes in middle school. You used to call us the nerd herd. Okay. So, you know, I never heard blur. I was never called a blurred. I would have loved that. I would have loved that. Uh, but everybody that I've heard call themselves blurred, that's their culture. That's their thing. Like, I don't know. It, it, it'd be like asking me my opinion about Omega calling themselves Mm -hmm. I don't fucking know. They seem happy. (laughs) They they seem content to be to calling themselves. They answered the Q dog. Yeah. (laughs) So Omega starts with O. Why is there a Q involved? I don't know. It ain't my conversation. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I feel it. Hey, you know, you can't talk. See, I'm a Sigma, but you can't talk about Omegas because they like to fight. So you can't joke on them. So I can talk about all of y'all because I ain't pledged nothing because I ain't had the grades. And by the time I had the grades, I was ready to graduate. So if you did, if if you had the grades, what Greek organization would you have pledged? That's such a trap question. (laughs) Fuck out of here. My dad was an alpha. My mom was a Zeta. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, what I, I'm 42. At this point, man, I'm just cool hanging with good people and I can do enough community service on my own. I, I hear that there's a lot of super secret advantages to that Greek life, you know, yeah. maybe one day. But you know, my problem though, if I'm being honest just about Greek life in general, is that there is a level of social commitment to it that I know that I will not act. I want to go to bed, dog. I don't. I don't want to go to this three day conference. I don't. Facts. This is true. This is true. I just don't. You know, I would love to, but I just, I, I can't. Which is why, like, even with like blurred culture, there's a commitment to like, like people who do cosplay. Do you understand how much shit that is to just put on and pick out the wardrobe and it, like. There is a level, I'm just, I'm, I hate people too much to be a part of, to be openly social with right. any group. <laughs> That's why stand-up comedy is perfect, because comedians are lonely. Mm-hmm. We get together periodically. Mm-hmm. It's like the, um, 
Is it the pythons? Is it the anacondas? There's a snake in South America where they just get together once a year to fuck and then never holler back. I'll catch y'all next year when it's time to fuck again. I can't remember which snake it is, but that's comedian. We get together to drink and then we found Yeah, see, Candace knows what I'm talking about. You got to move on your own timeline. And exactly. You become a part of an organization. But you know, it's the conference. The super duper conference. And then it's founder's day. And then your line. Y'all got to do a little power. Motherfucker, y'all are cutting to 12 weekends of income for me with these fucking I can't do it. But God bless the people who do it. Uh, but the short, I think the question was, what is my opinion of the word blurred? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it is black people claiming their space in a world that traditionally wasn't being as black to begin with. But when you really do the digging, it's hella black influenced, mm-hmm. uh, even in the past and, and also now. True. Okay. I like that. I like that. And, you know, like you said, this it wasn't adapted for black people because, you know, they always like to see us as hood, single, single mom and dads, fatherless, motherless, always on the street doing something ignorant. So they wouldn't expect for us to be in something yeah, like Yeah, I mean, I love that shit. I mean, I performed at a couple of, like, not Comic-Cons, but just stuff, whatever smaller city's version of Comic-Cons were, and just, I saw a nigga dressed like Zen Geek in a Starbucks, and I was like, "That's what's up, man." Like that, because it also was educating to black people as well. Because mm-hmm. black people love to put ourselves in a box and only be one thing in one way, and to see a black woman dressed like in Japan anime, and I don't know what character this is. I don't know if it's the because it's to the point now. I be seeing niggas dress wild. I be like, is that a cartoon or a video game? I don't know which one you dress for, but respect to you. And so it also helps to show that, you know, blackness isn't some city cap in Jordan, you know, monolithic ass shit. True, true. And, you know, speaking of cosplay, crazy question out here. Would you ever consider thinking about cosplaying? Just one time. If I did, I'd go as a Transformer. What? Okay. Because cosplay means it's got to be a character that you love enough to dress up and embody them and all of that shit. Or RoboCop. When I was a kid, I used to pretend to be RoboCop. I'd walk around like, <laughs> and do all of that shit. So, I, I, I maybe I would do that. Okay. So RoboCop or Transformer? Okay. And say, and growing up, yeah, as, yeah. And growing up as a kid, um, I definitely got to hear this story. So, were you ever bullied and picked on? For you know, for liking Robocop, for liking Transformers as a kid growing up in school. Because you know how kids are. They was always bullying you, talking about what you wear, your shoes. And now, but you, like, you, you're talking about fantasy. Were you ever, you know, bullied anything like that? A little. I mean, I didn't go to the same school district for more than two years until high school. So it was always figuring out how to fit in. But you know, like if you ro- what I found was that if I rolled with the jokes and try and crack back, usually I fit in. But athletics, like I, I was very socially awkward. But athletics is where I tend to fit in. Okay. So as long as you can do one thing good, people kind of stop fucking with you. So you know, in the sense of bullying and the, there is no single person from my childhood that I hold a grudge against who I wish I could push into traffic. So by that definition, I don't feel like I was bullied. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's no one I need to go on a talk show and have a you hurt me moment right. with, you know? So was I bullied? Did I get picked on? Did I get cracked on? Yeah, but not to the extent and the depth that I think a lot of people were dealing with today mm. to the point of considering shooting up the school or suicide. No. <laughs> Like when we when you talk bullying, like that's where my brain goes. Okay, to that deep, you know, to the dark shit. Well, it's true because now now how I set up is yeah, that's where your mind goes. I can't be mad at that. That that is true because it yeah, it's 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 hard, especially this new generation. God damn, it's it's a lot of stuff I seen. <laughs> like we never did this as kids, but I guess this is how y'all operate now. But no, it is what it is. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and you know, so. 
at that point in time, so what made you at one point in time that you you want to be a stand up comedian? What what push? What made you push? You know, get that draft. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like you just you just know what you like. You don't really know why you like it. You know, Comedy Central signed on in the nineties and before South Park and Tosh and all of that, Comedy Central strictly showed stand up. That's all they showed all day was stand up comedy. So I just that you know, it was just very it was interesting, you know, controlling people with your words. You know, there's something mesmerizing about that. And I was always funny, like I could crack jokes back, like like because that's that's the thing. Like when you talk about bullying and getting cracked on, I would crack back. I would lose more often than not, but I would still try to, you know, I try to fucking go back and forth with folks. So it didn't really resonate with me to perform until I got to college because I I like comedy. I watched Sinbad and Rondell Sheridan and. Um, Whoopi Goldberg was a little bit more regular on the stand-up scene in those days. Okay. So, you know, that's what I liked. You know, I snuck the Richard Fryers and the Eddie Murphys and all of that, but it was really George Carlin and Sinbad. Those were the two out the jump. So, for me, when I got to college, college is dope because that's an opportunity to be a different version of yourself. Right. You leave high school, especially, and I went to college out of state. So, to go from Birmingham to FAMU, now, no one in Tallahassee knows what I was like. They know I was in the nerd herd or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. So I can be strictly funny and be seen as that first. And so that's kind of where it started. And so I just started doing student talent shows. And I had a speaking class, had a public speaking class that I used to do. And I would get laughs during my public speaking like assignments in front of the class. And that's just kind of how it started. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I, and for the record, yeah. I did not know. I swear to God, I thought you went to Alabama State or A and M. One of those two. I did not know you went to FAMU. No, no, I went to FAMU. Okay, I went to FAMU. I, I could have gone to state. My dad was a professor there at the time, but I just wanted to. I just needed. I just wanted to change. It. I just wanted to get away from both. Okay, yeah. I understand that. And <clears throat> that is a nice. That is a nice ring, isn't it? Nerd her. That is. That is a good little ring. And you know, especially now, because. Once I created Blurred Over, I never thought it would be where it's at right now. And, you know, no, I did it for the kids, but come to find out, there are more adults who are really pleased to see what's going on because during their childhood, during their time, they didn't have anything like this to find out other... um... I'm sorry about my kid, by the way, bro. It's bad time. And there's just ain't shit I can do about it. Oh, you're good. But it's his time. He didn't eat. He didn't had sugar. This is what it's gonna be. Hey, kid, being a kid, he hype. <laughs> I, I understand that. He hype. He hype. Yeah. And you know, it's more adults now. That's kind of liking what I'm doing because they figured, you know, they thought they was the only ones because they felt different and felt weird. And you know, being an adult, so. Were you shocked just to see something like this? That's to find out there's a community of black people that's into you know, into nerd stuff? What I found interesting about blurred culture was the generation after me. I'm 42, so I don't know what the fuck generation I am. I've heard Gen X, I've heard Millennial, I don't, fuck that. I'm 42, so whatever fucking word you want to call me, call me that. I don't have time to figure that shit out. Gotcha. The people after me, whatever the fuck generation you want to call them, those people, them coming out and being more open about what they're into and what they like, and then the twenty-something blacks coming out and going, "Yo, I'm dressed as Chun Li and what?" You can almost tip the hat to make a menage a little bit. But I found that the youth being more expressive about what they were into and it being counterculture gave more comfort to black people over the age of forty to go. You know what? I've always liked that too. Like the closest we might have had to blurred culture in my twenties was if you was a nigga that like Wu Tang Clan. Okay. okay. Like you could be weird and different and be into kung fu and because kung fu was also part of the regular culture in that era. Because Saturday morning kung fu movies would come on or whatever. So if you was a dude that like the Wu, 
you were other black. It's black, but it's still rap, so it's still adjacent. Okay. But it's something a little strange. So, like, because, like, when you look at Wu-Tang's wardrobe and their attire and what they wore, mm-hmm. it did not fit in the box or whatever the box was at that time. Like, some dude walking around with a Lord Raven hat, that shit wasn't normal. That was as out there as Andre 3000 wearing football pads for no reason. So, True. to be in that world, like, to me, that was different. But even that was still seen as, alright, that's just what they do. But they still us. Whereas what you see now, it's like, Oh no, if it was a cat dressed like Zangief in 1995, just walking down the street, we'd be like, nigga, what the fuck is your problem? And then, and they would push you. And that's why so much of that shit started in basement, because that's what you could hide. <laughs> you could be yourself. So I just think we're at, we're at a time now as a society where individuality and flying your flag. Of whatever it is you believe in is encouraged and it should be. So, you know, anytime I see people in public being themselves, that's strength to me. Mm. So that's a, you know, strong person, you know. To the point now, now if you are the person that's in the Wu Tang and dressed like a Kung Fu master, nobody would even blink twice at you. That is true. That is true. It's a you few, know, but not that a lot. That don't even move the needle now. <laughs> <laughs> It does not. So, yeah. so what? I shouldn't ask this question, but I'm gonna ask it. So, what, 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 what do you think moves the needle now? What do I think now? What? What moves the needle? Ooh. I saw some. I, I think you know. There's a lot of. I think now within the interesting thing now within this culture, and this is just more as an observation <laughs> as an outsider that. Everybody used to be clumped into one group. But, okay, all right, perfect example. You used to just be comic book nerds. Mm-hmm. That's what y'all were. You're a comic book nerd. And that's all you were. And then comic book movies started dropping. Like, oh, the comic book nerds got the movie. But now you can be a legit DC or Marvel person and be excluded. So the subsets that are starting to be created within these worlds and be recognized as a culture within that culture. Right. You know, like how everybody was just black in the 90s. Mm-hmm. All y'all was black. But now you're black Brit. You're Afro Latinx. Now you're Caribbean black. Oh, I'm not black. I'm Nigerian. So just all of these different subsets that are being recognized and people see them as different and understand and know the differences. Right between all of them as well. Like, oh no, I'm not into Japanese anime. I like this other anime. Well, I like the Korean thing that they do. I'm not into that Japanese shit. The Japanese thing is not my style. I I like old school Ninja Scrolls. So you can go with all of these different things now. So I think within that, the growth is within the specificity of it all, you know? Okay, okay, that's deep. I see, yeah. Okay, I see that. Okay, that's deep. That's deep, y'all. He spent some knowledge over here. So I told y'all, y'all, y'all in for a treat. I told y'all. So, and you say so. You big on video games? That's that's your thing. That's your niche, correct? That's the only thing I can really talk about with some level of education: video games and baseball. All right. So, what was your first system that you ever got? Oh, Nintendo all day. Nintendo. And what were your favorite games to play on Nintendo? Uh, Tetris, bases loaded. Hang on, I got an emulator. I can just open up this emulator. Oh wow! I can tell you right now. He got the whole list. Okay, go go ahead. <laughs> bases loaded, Excite by Madden. Well, Madden that's Sega Genesis later on. RC Pro Am. Okay. Super Sprint, WrestleMania, Russian Attack, hmm. and of course Top Gun and Track and Field Two. I'm surprised you didn't say Duck Hunt. The button masher. <laughs> I ain't really fuck with Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was cheesy. That dog was trash. He's always laughing at you. What was wrong? I mean, he had to laugh because you missed. I like that dog missed. laughing at me. I ain't like that. I ain't like that. Don't laugh at me. So, what dog? What kind of dog you think that was that was laughing at you? 
don't know, probably some hound. The ears was all floppy down like that. I was wrong, like hound dog to this day. It's my ass. <laughs> and bro, so, what about the video game world that you love that that caught that caught your interest? That's kind of like I'm I'm gonna fuck with this. I like this. This is what I'm be into. I I appreciate I appreciate video games now because there's more attention to the plot. And sometimes if you want, you can drop in a little nugget of knowledge or just making people more aware about the world. Say what you want about Call of Duty, but there is a decent history lesson mm-hmm. within some, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them just set in the future and it's bullshit. But, I mean, it's just a shoot-em-up game. I'm not saying bullshit is a right. bad game, but in the sense of they're not hiding vitamins in the dog food. But, you know, that's a, that's that's probably the one thing that I appreciate. And, and the other thing I love, I still fuck with this Oculus now. That's okay. my new shit. Okay. Um, but I still don't even play a lot of games on it. I just play virtual poker. That's all I do. Virtual poker. Virtual poker. Okay. I, yeah, so, so would you ever venture outside of virtual and play it in person once COVID is over or that? I don't know about this. Yeah, shit. I play, um, I play poker every now and then, but I play low stakes. Like I'm not some professional guy. I just, I like, you will meet the best type of Americans at the lowest, at the, at the minimum tables at a casino. That's the real American. Five dollar blackjack, one dollar Texas hold'em, one two Texas hold'em. Okay, like those are people that are just there, leisurely, just trying to get by, and like just the conversations that you have with just strangers. I still, uh, that's something I still enjoy. I still enjoy talking to strangers. Okay, okay, well, when I can. Okay, when well, you, <laughs> you can, know? right? Because you always want to move twenty four seven doing big things. So <laughs> I, I understand it. I understand it. And if you have to pick. So you got a switch right now. You only got any other system, PlayStation, Xbox? Uh PS five and the Switch. That's okay. really it. I mean the PS five I don't have a lot of games for you know, I'm very methodical. I'm not a guy I don't switch between games. Like once I'm in a game, that's the game I play for months and months and months. Right. And then when I'm done, I'm done. And I might come back periodically just to play like like right now it's MLB the show. So I'll run a franchise season and then I'll do home run derbies and like the weird daily internet challenges that they have and stuff like that but okay. that's your power play game okay and so we are evolving from Nintendo up to the PlayStation 5 now and what games that caught your interest on the, on PlayStation in the PlayStation world um, I'm pretty consistent man this Madden is Call of Duty some Metal Gears here and there um I got a unch- I got like all three Uncharted, and I need to like open that, and then uh, Watch Dogs too. Okay. Um, I need to play Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs Part Two. Uh, the whole Grand Theft Auto library, going back to GTA Three. Um, that's my shit. Um, very much in love with all of that stuff. Um, I wouldn't mind playing some more. Like I had a roommate in college who used to play Resident Evil. So one of these days I'm gonna, I'll get back to Resident Evil, but no. yeah, that should be scary. That should be real. <laughs> Man, speak on speak on it. I, but I'm a big Resident Evil. I love Resident Evil from the director's cut to up to now. But the first one, oh, that one, the first uh, Resident Evil will have will make you have nightmares for days. Oh yeah. God, it's yeah, and then my roommate had surround sound in the dorm, so you know they had it set up. You hear the little zombie or a moan, or you hear a rustle and a werewolf howl over here. Like that shit was too much. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you couldn't deal with that, huh? No, no, my nerve. Like, to this day, I'm grown. I still can't deal with that. That ain't my thing. <laughs> oh man, and. Last time, last question I'm asked about the video game world. So, if you had to pick, what would be your top five video games of all time? The first Tecmo Bowl, um, Triple Play Baseball, 95, maybe 96. Okay. Um, Mario Kart, GoldenEye. Ooh. Ooh. And 
if I have to choose a, a Grand Theft, I'm torn between three and five. Five is the one. Three was kind of the innovator. Okay. And all of these games, to me, these are all games that innovated their particular genres. Um, Tecmo Bowl, to, you just have to Google what football video games were before Tecmo Bowl. Google a game called Ten Yard Fight, and then Google Tecmo Bowl, and know that those two games came two years apart, and you'll understand what I'm saying about just revolutionary. Um, even pre-Madden, like I wouldn't even put Madden in there like that because Madden just took what Tech Mobile did and completely just bigger engine, better graphics, whatever. Triple play baseball was the same way. Okay. Um I would go GTA three just because that was the beginning of that open world, make your own decision. Right. Um, do the mission or don't. Just go beat up beat up pedestrians. You don't have to say this. You don't have to do the mission. And you know, Go in this strip club. <laughs> punch a pimp in the face. That is true. Because, you know, growing up, playing the Marios and everything like that, the mission was so simple. Save the princess. That's all you got to do. Save the yeah. princess, build a blocks, Tetris. You know, move to the right. Yeah, move to the Keep right. Going to the right. That's, that's it. <laughs> but now, like you said, GTA, you got these very authentic, well thought out missions, it's kind of like, do you do you think it, it affect the real world? Like, I want you to go for example, um, you say you play Call of Duty, right? Yeah. So you remember the mission on Call of Duty where you was in the airport and you had to do that terrible thing? I can't really say, but that was really fucked up. I don't. I think the best video games reflect the world. Um, the Call of Duty. Um, I forget what that level was called. I know what you're talking about, though, where they were shooting everybody in the airport. Yeah. No survivors. No witnesses. Or something like that. That was dark. Um, and. I don't think that encouraged people. I do think video games desensitize people a great deal. But, you know, if that's the case, then, I mean, you look at half the stuff that happens in Grand Theft Auto, that shit was already happening in the world. True. <laughs> you know, it but was. when you read it, but you can't help but think about when you read a story about a 14 year old that was joyriding and then hit and killed somebody in vehicular manslaughter. How much playing a wild ass video game might have gotten into that place. Mm-hmm. But you know, video games are also, I think the question also has to be what about the escapism of it? Mm. What if because I could do this in the fake world, I didn't go and do it in the real world? That's, you know, right. It's like it's like comedian Doug Stanhope said, you know. We talk about all the trouble that alcohol causes, but how many people have actually just had two shots of tequila and then just stayed at home that night? (laughs) (laughs) And didn't go and wreak havoc. (laughs) That is true. The fact. I'm sorry, y'all, but that took me to it. I'm sorry, that was dark. I'm I'm playing a game. It's like, bro, did I really just do this? Like, damn, I need to go to church and drink drink communion because that was not cool at all. Is it, is it first Sunday? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna eat the bread. I need the whole plate. But um, move, so move it along. Um, how is it now with you know with your life? Like you doing stand up acting? You know you on TV shows? You writing you know um, shows and everything? Your own jokes? So, so how is it? Has it been pressure or anything like that? Stressing out? Um, I mean, life now. You know, to be able to do the hour special was was a blessing, you know, to be able to do a third one, you know, in my third and six years, five years. I'm, I'm very pleased. And so I'm just thankful now to be able to have some opportunities to shoot a couple of TV shows and then hopefully be able to hire more of us in different positions and capacities, you know, like that's all I'm trying to do now is just see what I can do that's on awesome. the producer side of things. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that, man. And congrats yes, to you. Uh, all your um, all your endeavors, everything you're doing, man. So we happy for you from Birmingham. So thank you for putting on for the city. 
uh, you know, we got more. We try, man. Yeah, we got more than first forty-eight. So appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we also got bait cars. Where you trick niggas into stealing a car. Yeah, we also have that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I'm gonna try and bring a couple more things back to the city, man. You know, we try with the, my Comedy Central pilot, Jefferson County Probation. Okay. Uh, that didn't pan out the way we had hoped. So you know, it is what it is. But you know, I just think that in the biggest scheme of building content. Um, it's a beautiful thing that a network saw the value in the city and mm-hmm. agreed with me. Mm-hmm. So if it did it once, I can do it again. Sure. You yep. do it with a different show. Exactly. You know? So that's it. Exactly. And that's what we're working on, man. Okay. And my next question is going to be to you. If somebody wants to do what you're doing and they need, you know, they still kind of nervous and scared, what would be your advice or what would be something you would tell them just to make them see like you could come out and do it? It's easy. What would be your tips and advice to that person? Find people at your level that are already driven. Align yourself with them. Those are the people that will emotionally lift you up in the days that you feel down. Whatever it is you're thinking about doing, find people that are already doing it at a lower level. You ain't got to be the prime star of whatever, but find the first. If you're trying to get to first base, find somebody that's already at that. If you're on first base, find somebody who's at second base. Mm Mm-hmm. And just figure out ways to draft off of them and network, man. That's really, I wish it was more complicated than that, but it's not. It's just emotional perseverance and repetition and not listening to people who too pussy to chase their own dreams. Your phone is full. Your phone is full of pussies. Your phone, you'd be surprised when you start chasing something, how many cowards in your life show up Mm. and start trying to discourage you. Mm -hmm. You're going to do that. Well, how you gonna do that? Including your parents, anybody, mm. you gotta block them out. That is true. You gotta block them out. If you're wrong, then be wrong on your own word, not somebody else's fears. So, I wish I had more for you tonight, man. But that's that's the truth. Hey, that's 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 great. Like people in the comments saying, that's great advice, and you can't be no more real than that. True, yeah, you know, that's it, man. And it is what it is. That's it. <laughs> man, well, I appreciate you, brother. I, I appreciate you for having me, man. man. I thank you for thank you for coming on, bro. I really do. But before you go, I gotta ask you one more question. Okay. All right. Would you like to play a game? I'll play a game. Let's go. <laughs> awesome. So. <clears throat> I just play these games with people that I interview just to have some fun. So I'm going to break down. It's five. I'm going to break down each one, and it's up to you for which one you want to play. So okay. the first game is called Hashtags. In this game, Hashtags, you will have four cards. Each card will represent a different category. Now, on this card, it will be letters on this card. Each letter makes up a phrase, a word, a lyric for from our culture. It's up to you to tell me that catchphrase or, in, or anything that's on that card. That is hashtags. Now, with that, you got two lifelines. In order for you to activate your lifeline, you have to say the word Nani, and Nani will activate your lifeline. Once you do that, the nine people watching this or myself can be your lifeline. That is hashtags. <laughs> game, okay. game number two is called Questions. I will ask you four simple questions. And if you can't so happen to answer these questions, Nani, to activate your lifeline again. Two lifelines, me or the viewers. That is questions. Game number three is the same concept as questions, but we called it Riddle Me This. Four riddles, two lifelines. That's it. Game number four is Name That Tune. Now, in this, I could play any theme song from the Jeffersons to Star Wars. It's up to you to guess the name of that tune. In this, you have five categories. Once we get to category number three, that's when things become rather difficult. And you have three lifelines, and I could play the song for you as many times as you like. That is name. Well, I don't know. The first time, you ain't got to play the shit again. <laughs> um, and then the last game is finish the tune where I could play any theme song with lyrics, and it's up to you to finish the lyrics in that song. So, what game would you like to play? Let's go name that tune. 
Name okay, name that tune. So we going with that. All right. Okay, we're gonna set everything up. Okay. So now these tunes now they could come from anywhere. From superheroes to T V shows, et cetera, et cetera. And that that's okay. okay. Uh let me set everything up for that and we will get started. <laughs> Everybody, we can play name that tune where Mr. Roy gonna have to guess all five. Now, people in the comments, if you answer before he answers, he would get this sound. You lose, lose, and y'all don't want to do that because he's from he's from Birmingham. Don't do that to, to my brother now. Y'all, y'all, you know, he got to okay. get this work like everybody else. So, we got the first, we got the first song up, Mr. Roy. Are you ready for the first one? Okay, I'm ready. Here we go. In three, two, one, name this tune. I can't hear it. Thank you for being. All right, I'm good. Golden Girls theme song. All right. Oh, it's funny. The intro is even deep in the on that. <laughs> Green Hill Zone right there. Uh, All right. Here we go with Name That Tune number two. Let's get it started. And are you ready for your second one? Ready for the second one. Here we go. Name this. Oh, that's too easy. Yo, that song's got a deep ass bass line. If you ever go back and listen to it. Mario, Super Mario Brothers. World 1 1. All right, here we go. We on category number three. Now it's time to get a little bit difficult. Uh, okay. Here we go. Number three. Name. That's your, you know you got two life. You know you got lifelines you can use, right? No, uh, no. You know what? That's probably some Metroid shit or something. Like I don't play enough of these games to know. It ain't Zelda. Like I'm like. I could play it again for you. No, I nigga, I don't know it this time. I ain't know it the first time. Yeah, play it again. So what's your fun? It sounds it sounds like some spaceship. There's some futuristic music. Yeah. And it sounded 8-bit, so I'm just using some process of elimination here. Spaceship 8-bit that was popular. Oh, here's a deep cut. Life Force. That's your final answer. Shit. What was it? Black Panther. I know that fucking song. Every, what? Everybody watched it. How you not know it? 
You should have played the one that Ari Lennox was singing during the closing credits. What? Take this. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Black Panther song. Uh, was it Ari Lennox? Uh. It wasn't Ari Lennox. Who? Black Panther song closing credits. <laughs> I should, so I should have played that one instead of the, like the main theme song. Yeah, SZA, Kendrick Lamar, and SZA, all the stars. Shit, I just said that SZA was Ari Lennox. No disrespect. Oh, all right, all right. So, all right, two for one. All right, all right, all right two all right. more. Here we go. All right, we got two more. We got two more. I got. I'm ready. All right, here we go. <sighs> hmm. Okay. Damn, I can't play that because you don't know nothing anime. I don't want to cheat, so can't do that one. Or do you know something about anime? No, I don't know no anime. Okay. So. Now, if you want to embarrass me, go on, stick no, with it. No, nah, I ain't going <laughs> to do that. I ain't going to do that because <laughs> I don't want you to be talking, hey, that man from Blurred Over cheated me, bro. So, no, nah, we we going to keep it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This this should, Now, this one right. Shit. <clears throat> think about it. Think about it. Uh, that should be fair. That should be fair. All right. Here we go. Number four. Damn. Okay. And three, two, one. Name this tune. Lifeline. Lifeline. Who do you want to use for your lifeline? Uh, you. Shit. Give me a hint. <laughs> okay. Hint. Hint number one. Uh, it's a book. Oh, Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man, Mal Morales. <laughs> Okay, I was about to ask you, which version of Spider-Man is that one? I need to go back and watch Miles Morales. Alright, last one. Last one. Let's make this a good one. I ain't gonna be shit for this one. I'm really not. Are you ready for the last one? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Last one, people. Of name that tune. <clears throat> In three, two, one. Name this tune. Oh, that's my jam. It means fast, fast, win. Count on me. Count on me. That's Amen. Now that one I know. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't no words. I know that sitcom. That was a good sitcom. That was. If y'all don't know that, if y'all don't know about Amen, y'all missing out. That that was good. Oh, yeah. Oh, Still man. stands up. Oh, man. To this day. So, everybody, how y'all in the comments? How y'all think my brother did with name that tune? He got he got three, three right, one wrong, three and a possible, three, three and a possible, three and a possible. Now, now three point five. Now here's the thing: you can go with three and one, or you can go for the bonus that would clear the board, deal or no deal. Give me one more. Ah, okay, we're going for one more. one more. I need some inspiration. Okay, all right, all right. I got some, I got some. <clears throat> For all the marbles in the world. Name this tune. 
Dinosaurs ABC. Is that your final answer? Yeah, because it, it sounds like TV Herman, though. Think about it. Think, think about it. No, I'm going to go Dinosaurs ABC. What? <laughs> Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. I, was just, I, I literally was just here thinking, I was like, this sounds like some Jim Henson, Tim, like, like it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was Beetlejuice. It, it was Beetlejuice. But I mean, even with the Pee Wee Herman, like that's in that ballpark of zany, wacky. I, I, I get why you say that. I do. I understand it. I really do. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, boom, boom, there it is. But yeah, that's the not only is that Beetlejuice, that's the Beetlejuice cartoon. No, that's the Beetlejuice cartoon. That was the film. That's the um, that's the movie. That's the original score. Okay, yeah, the original score. Yeah, yeah. So, bro, th- thank you for coming on, man. At this time, I'm gonna go ahead and let you pull up yourself. I mean, let let people know where they can find you at, what you got working on, man. Ain't coming on special, said, man. Uh, you see it right here in the comments. Roy's Job Fair. It's a podcast that we do every Wednesday with two other wonderful co-hosts. And we uh, crack jokes about the world of employment. We talk to people in all different types of work. Uh, just about the pros and cons of their jobs. And, you know, it, you would think it's something that doesn't go together. But trust me, it does. It's like fries with a frosty from Wendy's. Good balance. Oh, my God. <laughs> now you got me hungry. Um. But yeah, and then my third hour special on Perfect Messenger, it is available right now um, on ComedyCenter.com. You can watch it for free. Okay, bet, bet, sir. Thank you for coming on. Now, another question. How did I do? Was I all right? I was kind of, you know. I was. Yeah, this was good. This was a good time. Okay, okay. This was a good time. I was making sure. <laughs> I, I just try, you know, I try to do good for my city, so I was just trying to make sure, so I just need something. Man, ain't never wrong. But nothing wrong with representing. Okay. All right, bro. Well, thank you for coming on. And also, thank you to the beautiful people who tune in to witness this. Thank y'all so much. Y'all could have been anywhere else in the world, but y'all were here with us tonight. We really do appreciate that. So at the time... Ah, uh, baby boys, baby girls, what's going on? It's your boy SKIP.88 here from... Yeah, I hope y'all can see it blurred over. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for seeing this awesome interview. Y'all go support this great brother right here. Check out his comedy specials. Check him out on The Daily Show and show him love. He putting on for the city. Another brother, a black content creator. So y'all show him love at this time. WTW, what's the word? Say it with me. U-N-I-T-Y. What does that spell? Unity. This how me. Mr. Roy and y'all go make it to life together. Y'all take care, be blessed, and I'll see you next time on the Blurred Over interview. And we out. Respect.